Welcome to another edition of Sports Tech Atlanta Seed Talk. I'm your host, Sterling Mack. Joined on the other end by Taylor Mack. Uh, we've got two, I think, really interesting um, platforms for you. One centered around XR, the other centered around um, fan emotion and fan engagement and, and the technology used at sporting events in order to kind of record how someone is is enjoying the match or, or the game that they are watching, which I think is really interesting. So um, before we jump into that, I got a little news. The first news, JaVale McGee, an Olympian. On one side, I'm really excited for him. On the other side, I don't know what that means for our Olympic hopefuls. It means throwing the damn towel, Sterling. No disrespect to the rest of the crew. You know, you got one of the greats, Kevin Durant, on there. But this this team, you already lost two exhibition games. The U.S. basketball men's basketball team for the Olympic Games has never lost two back, you know, back to back exhibition games. And this is the first time we've ever lost two exhibition games. Um, in the span of 33 years that we have been uh, – we've only lost two in these 33 years anyways. So, yeah, throw in the towel. I will be watching our USA crew team. Swiffer, Swiffer sweeping us to victory. I've said this in the past. The Olympics is so oh, fun. You can curling. Sorry, not crew. Curling. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, I didn't know what you were going there. But the Olympics are so fun because you can stay up all night and watch something different. You can watch archery. I mean, there's so many amazing sports and amazing athletes that we have uh, that you get to root for, right. Uh, For country here. Uh, I'm yeah. It's just, man. I mean, to your point, I I think the, the men's basketball team should still win. Get to rant Lillard, Jason Tatum, bam out of bio, but yeah, just something feels a little off this year. So we'll see what happens there. Mm Mm-hmm. A little news in the sports tech world. I wanted to highlight um, a couple things that are popping up as far as the schedule goes. I know as uh, we're in a little strange place with this like Delta variant. I, I live out here in LA and um, there's, there's now a new mass mandate, which is super interesting uh, to those that are to us <laughs> that are vaccinated. Um, so try to navigate through that, but I'll highlight these super quickly. So, uh, Comcast, NBC Universal, Sports Tech Accelerator. Um, they're a third go at this. I believe this is their third co- cohort. So the Comcast Sports Tech Accelerator is now accepting applications for that. So definitely check them out there um, if you're looking to join and, and get some some mentorship uh, as well as some funding uh, coming out of that. The Australian Sports Tech Week is going to start on August 3rd. So check out Sports Tech World Series uh, for more information there. But they've got some really cool uh, speakers and some events there uh, for a week-long a really celebration of what sports technology is down there in the Gold Coast. And lastly, Barca Innovation Hub is going to host their Sports Tomorrow event, which centers around sports and technology. That's going to kick off on November 8th. Uh, so definitely check that, that that out as well. They have a virtual and on and a in-person uh, schedule set up for everybody. So super cool there. So the first platform I'm going to hit today is XR Casino. Uh, this is a company that is developing the first ever extended reality platform that will allow users of different devices to play XR Casino games with each other. Uh, the initial games that are going to come out with this are going to be blackjack, roulette, and slots, and will be featured in 
really the MVP version of the launch on August 21st. Uh, Taylor, what did you think about this one? I was going to let you finish that out. Did you just fart now? Just now? Don't blame it on your chair like you were leaning back. That sounded like some strong gas. And I know so here, people that are listening to this with some headphones are like, who who let that one rip? That would be Sterling. So hold on, real talk. Don't talk for a second. Watch me lean back. It, it really is my I'm, chair. I'm leaning, I'm leaning in to listen. I didn't hear anything. Let's try try it one more time because I did not hear it. Nope. Nope. You it, you let out some gas, just like uh, if you're in the casino and you see people that haven't gotten up for hours, that means they're wearing that uh, adult diaper. They, that, that is a gambling addict sitting at the table, pooping and peeing on themselves because why? Losing money is something that they have come accustomed to and they are just a glutton for punishment. So with this XR casino, now this changes it up a bit. You have the AR capabilities to be at the roulette table. You can be at the at the craps table in the comforts of your home gambling, but the AR kicks it in. You could be gambling with friends. You could be around the table and you have the glasses on and you could see your friend across, you know, shoot, uh, shoot the dice, play the cards. So I, I, I like the product and I think it's very cool this would have been this would have come in handy you know we we highlighted a few ar technology games during covid but obviously when it comes to gambling and gambling with your friends especially in the confines of your own home it's a lot more enticing and a lot more fun and just gives better activity games for you to do while they're you know you're bored so i would have loved for this to happen during covid um or at the scale that they're they're looking to be at with um with XR Casino. So yeah, it was fun. You like that transition from you farting and the pe- people not going to the bathroom at casinos and now you get to gamble at your own home with this AR with this the AR capability? I didn't fart. It's okay, Sterling. It's all right. It's a natural, it's a natural vo- involuntary process through that that goes through the body. It's all right. Everybody has to do it. You don't have to be ashamed. People, if you're out there, people, people do the same thing that we're doing. People to people, baby. That's all it is. It's all right. You good. Don't be ashamed. I truly need a new chair. and You do need a new chair after what you just did. Sully did. Oh, my God. Stank. I bet you right now it is gasping for air. Can't breathe. Anyways, back to XR Casino. Um, So how it works, to Taylor's point there, so you download, install the application. uh, You're able to customize your avatar. To Taylor's point, you're in this like AR, VR world, which is super cool there. Able to scan your location, set up a gaming space for yourself. To Taylor's point, this would have been perfect uh, during COVID when we were kind of all um, truly kind of locked into our homes. But I think really cool now to your point. I mean, now instead of, you know, getting out, you know, when you, when you try to play poker or stuff like that with friends, you like get out of table, this whole setup. Now you can just kind of use, you know, use your phone, be able to scan it and now set it up virtually like that. And then from there, you're able to experience the, the XR casino at your fingertips, which is super cool. So yeah, I'm excited to see where this goes. I, I will, mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Taylor Mac perspective on this one, actually this, mm-hmm. this week. Um, mm-hmm. I find it interesting because I think gambling is one of those where you want to be in person. Right. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if you'll have the same kind of effects or something about being in the casino, which makes you want to go get more money out. Right. You see it. You're you're we're going to talk about emotion here in a second. What elicits emotion while you're watching something. I think that happens when you're in, when you're in a casino. Right. You may start out. I don't know if you start out with hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, whatever. Right. And then you get in there and let's say you lose it. You're like, ah, you know what? Let me take out some more money. I wonder if you'll have the same effect as you're playing here from a in when you're at home 
maybe being monitored by your significant other or, or friends or like whatever, if you'll have the same kind of impulses, right, that you would have in a casino. Well, apparently with the purchase of an XR casino technology, it comes with a gas tank of pure oxygen and a 12-hour soundtrack of gold clinging sounds that you hear at the casino. So you can get that true casino feel. Does that help you? Does that help you, Sterling? It does not come with that, but if it 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 doesn't come with that, but I don't think that would help. Um, But the CEO, uh, Dan Martinez of XR Casino did say tech giants such as Apple, Google, Facebook, and Microsoft have invested heavily into AR, VR, and MR to speed up mass adoption with this. And so uh, XR Casino is also looking to provide a SaaS, let's say Mm -hmm. software as a service uh, solution to online traditional casinos and sports betting companies. So you might see those logos. Uh, I won't, you know, promo anybody, you know, but you might see a logo in the middle of the table for who is the provider of your session that you have jumped into. So uh, you can have multiplayer games, private game rooms, public game rooms, text and voice chats. And so the only downfall, and I'll pass it back to you, starting to finish out, is you don't get to actually see the the face of your, your friends that you're playing with. You're seeing an avatar of that said person, but you see their movements with the AR virtual world. Well, yeah, it takes you into like a different world. It takes you into I'm not we're not highlighting what Virgil's kind of doing with the clothing side, but like, you know, there's something that is to be said about a, a, a very a virtual world that you're able to kind of jump into and and kind of be, I don't say be a different person. That, that is something that kind of happens within gambling sometimes, right? You take on this new personality when you sit at the table sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think um, this, this, these type of virtual worlds, like a Sim City type of, type of um, environment is super cool to kind of think about when you're thinking about gambling. But again, I, there's something about, I, I, I can't wait to see, as we kind of talked about their MVP of the launch here um, and just how it's going to be supported, how it's going to look. And to your point, the differences of being in person and being virtual. So the next platform, I came across this um, this Forbes article that talked about emotion AI. Um, and emotion AI has been used to gain information about the emotional spectrum of consumers in several industries, including HR, healthcare, and marketing. Um, so, of course, they started to use this type of data, these type of surveys within sports. So one company that's doing that is called Real Eyes Emotional Recognition Software, which tracks and analyzes facial expressions and categorizes different human emotions depending on changes in the eyes, eyebrows, nose, and mouth. Um, I, it was interesting because I'm, I'm going to kind of – it's going to take me a second to kind of read through this before we kind of dive into it from our perspectives. But – Sports to me is one of those where, you know, you're able to watch something and I love it because it's like, do you not understand what you're watching? Like, how do you respond to something as someone is making a great play? Sometimes announcers don't do a great job of like, oh my gosh, like that was insane what that person just did. When Fernando Tatis double jumped the other day, the announcer did an amazing job of capturing what he just saw live right and then you saw the the pan into the crowd and everyone's eyes are like oh my gosh like what did i just see right so the study the study showed that tennis at 18 percent to be the most euphoric sport to watch when you're at home with viewers fit with viewers 50 percent happier than than watching uh standard video content meanwhile calmer more routine based sports like equestrian synchronized swimming and gymnastics uh, were seen as the tensest, which I think I can, um, I definitely can agree with on the gymnastics side. I'm definitely tense. I'm, 
gymnastics is something where you're like, I just don't want the person to mess up, you know? So you're like, you're sitting there, like make, you're hoping that they don't mess up kind of thing. So I kind of get that from a tense perspective. Okay. Formula one was seen as the most shocking sport. I can definitely see that. Uh, unsurprising given the potential for high speeds and big crashes there. Uh, the researchers said that shock is detected by movements such as hidden wide eyes and a dropped jaw. Meanwhile, boxing was most likely to trigger feelings of disgust due to knockouts and punches. I'm surprised that wasn't UFC. Maybe they've actually like mirrored that. I don't know there. Um, but the technology can be, can be used to see which sports viewers find confusing. Tennis was least likely to provoke confusion at just 25, but 12% of viewers found Formula One perplexing. In terms of engagement, soccer led the way with 24%, with viewers displaying a wide range of expressions while watching a match. Uh, however, boxing only managed to engage 15% of its viewers. Um, I found that really interesting. And then the last thing I'm going to read here is participants age 40 or older felt the most contempt for football. While those younger felt fear when watching rugby due to the physical and the tension. What do you think about all that? I know I just threw out a lot of numbers. I said a lot of things there. Um, what do you, th I guess my question to you, what is the most, what's the most exciting sport that you feel like you watch? Uh, probably, I mean, for me, the most exciting sport would have to be uh, probably, I mean, it really comes down to moments. It's really like the fourth quarter of a tight game that of a team that I like. So, you know, Falcons in a, in a major game, um, you know, obviously take it with the Atlanta Hawks recently in the playoffs. So it would have to be something like that because that means I'm invested in it. I really don't care that much either way for other stuff. Um, I'm a, I'm a big, big motorsport fan. So F1, I can be invested in that or uh, a few drivers within IndyCar that I would like to see win coming around the corner of, you know, Indy 500, if they're the Indy 500, if they are in contention at the end of the race. So for me, I don't know if it works the same way because I don't have that same type of investment that I think that other sports fans have, because when you play sports at a high level, you, you see behind the curtain and it kind of takes away from a lot of things for you when watching now. So I, I don't I, I, that's the only answer I can kind of give you there. I think with this for me, this is dangerous. Not going to lie. It's dangerous because and I hope they use this information for good because this technology is unbelievable. And like you were saying, you, you're surprised that or not really surprised at how gymnastics was the most tense sport in watching because you, you don't want them to mess up. But my biggest thing here is and we've seen this and I hope that. Um, you know, realize continues to, to it say you have to be able to get this data. You have to be inside of the sample audience. It's not like everybody has this technology on their phone. They're just popping open your cameras and just watching you while you're watching sports. It's structured in a way that they can collect this information. So it's not invasive into your private world that you're living in, your private life. And that's where my concern is, is as this technology gets bigger, for one, I was thinking about robots and ex machina, machina, however you want to say it, and how she can read every human interaction and know if you're lying, the type of emotion you have. But then I'm also thinking in the realistic standpoint of the now and what companies would do with this information. So say now you have Facebook, but they are partners with Realize and have written you automatically opt in to having your camera on if you're using a certain function. And it's like, I don't I don't know about that. It's a lot of data. That is a lot, a lot of data that you're looking at because it, 
it takes machine learning and AI to a different level to be able to grab to gather this this information. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be negative or anything. I'm just thinking from a future perspective because I think Realize has something um, great on their hands, and it's great data that you're getting from a sports perspective. But it's just what are you going to do with that data um, as you continue to grow and um, people see that you're very effective in what you're doing in your collection methods. That's what, that's how I'm thinking. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Um, sorry, sorry to take that a different route a little bit. No, it's interesting. I mean, to your point, I mean, there's definitely going to be some things I'm sure partnerships and, and stuff will have to question around that. I, I'm, I'm more interested in just the, the emotion that's elicited, right? I think mm-hmm. the fact that, tennis was the most euphoric sport to watch at home seems interesting to me. Right. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like it would either be American football or maybe basketball from a euphoric perspective. Mm -hmm. Soccer, when people score, soccer is just like, you have this lull in soccer to me where you just like, nothing's going on, you know, like there's passing and there's kind of going back and forth. Um, but I think it is, is interesting from a – if I look at this from just a, a sport perspective, mm-hmm. how you can use this for your own fo- uh, fan engagement, right, and how you can start to kind of use some of this data to be able to action it for the fans and for the people that are consuming your sports. That's that's how I look at it. But I also look at it like take baseball was not on any of these lists, right, and how do you start to – Because everybody sport. was asleep. Everybody was asleep. Con- right. Conspir- so how do you- conspiracy brother Mac is out. Now I'm just talking about it from an engagement standpoint. I'm back in it. How do you use some of this data and say, okay, well, we know we're not, we're not eliciting any emotion from our fans, especially our younger fans. They, yeah. they don't have any connection with it. Even though I will say the, the major league baseball game, all-star game had a higher viewership than the NBA all-star game, which I find a little interesting, especially the timing of both of those. But um, yeah, I mean, I think, you can use it in multiple ways like that of like, how do we go after a different segment of, of consumers? How do we, how do we go after our traditional fans? Things like that, that I think leagues, organizations, clubs, uh, teams can use, right. To be able to action some of this. Well, imagine, imagine the reaction you would have had if realized was able to get into every phone in the UK during those penalties. We were not going to dive into them during the euros, but the emotions and the eyes that in and what you would have gotten from those fans would have been, um, you know, uh, some much, much needed data. Sorry. I, I lost the word that I wanted to use there, but, uh, that would have been amazing to see because obviously the emotions were riding high as, um, England ended up losing to Italy. Sorry. Yeah. Did you see what our guy, uh, Ted Lasso did? Ted Lasso wore Rashford, uh, Saka and, um, Da, 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 da. The other, the the third player on his on his shirt for the premiere. I loved it. Why? Because just because those three brothers that missed doesn't mean that you need, they need to draw the the entire ire of the UK. No, that is not fair. Especially the racial ire. That is not that is not what this is about. It's a game. Game was lost in in a very the, theatric way because that's what the PKs are. It's it's sports theater at the highest level, and uh, it's. It's a shame that you have to go out that like, like that sometimes. You know, PKs will definitely be up for discussion of how to be able to tweak that maybe. But uh, a lot of emotion was running through for the ending of that game, whether if you were pro-Italy or pro-England. Agreed. Yeah. Shout out to Jason Sudeikis. I know I said Ted Lasso, but um, 
he was on the premiere of the Ted Lasso two season kind of premiere kickoff out here in LA and wore a, uh, to Taylor's point, a shirt highlighting um, Jaden Sancho, Marcus Radford and Bukayo Saka, uh, which is super cool showcasing his support for them. And they've gone through everything that they've gone through over the past week or so um, after missing those penalty kicks, it was tough. I'm going to quickly flip. We, I think we all knew in the moment what was about to happen. Every black person in the world knew these black people can't. Mm-mm. They could have, they could have sell, they could have solved racism in the UK if they would have made those penalty kicks, and it went the opposite way. But I, I was holding my breath. We, every black person on the planet that was watching that game, knew the magnitude of that moment, and you saw. I mean, you, and sadly, you weren't let down from what you knew was going to happen. If they missed, right. Your assumptions were confirmed. Right. Exactly. It's, and it's, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Uh, but, t- but Ted Lasso too. Can't wait. It's gonna be great. Should be great. I'll do free plug for that any day. That's a great show. It's a, it's a good feel good show. Great feel good show. Uh, let's highlight some funding rounds here and close this out. So Goat Group, or Goat, as uh, I think everyone kind of knows out there in the market, uh, the online sneaker marketplace raised $195 million in a late-stage funding round uh, that more than doubled its valuation to $3.7 billion. Uh, so they are absolutely crushing it. Uh, you know, Really happy for them. Shout out to, to Goat. I know a couple of friends that work there. So uh, awesome for them at this moment. Uh, Gym Pass, a corporate well-being platform, just raised $220 million in their Series E funding. Um, SoftBank, who is an existing uh, investor, led the round. Um, of note, the capital infusion values the company now at $2.2 billion, uh, a, very similar to Goat here, doubling the startup's previous valuation. Toka Football, um, I found this one to be super cool, just kind of like what they're trying to go after, but... Uh, Toga Football has raised $40 million in a Series E funding in, in the advance of their launch of Toka, Toka Social. Uh, Toka Social is a series of soccer-themed entertainment venues in the vein of Topgolf. Uh, they already have 14 uh, training-focused locations and plan to expand that vertical as well. So shout-out to them uh, going after that. And another one very, very similar here, um, Rory McElroy, um, with uh, kind of the help of Symphony Ventures, just made a strategic investment, I believe, of $10 million into Drive Shack. So, Drive Shack has developed uh, these concepts called puttery, very similar again to kind of like a top golf um, type thing here, where it's a golf related leisure and entertainment. Uh, so, really cool here for Rory and Symphony Ventures to, to hop on into this into this train and, and uh, give that strategic investment. The last one we'll hit major league baseball had a partnership at the beginning, beginning of COVID. We highlighted the NBA's NBA, uh, very similar to what this is. NBA was, is doing 150 million over 10 years and uh, major league baseball decided to uh, jump in and, and match what the NBA was doing on their side to really go after um really go after people of color and how can they expand the game for them? So um yeah, Major League Baseball is is uh, has announced 150 million dollars that's going to be given to the Players Alliance. Uh, the Players Alliance is the group uh, that's 
uh, headed by Curtis Granderson, CC Zabathia, uh, in an effort to to really drive the impact um, of of you know people of color within baseball. Obviously, getting more a- activation within the youth, but also in levels of actual baseball, right from from front offices to in the game themselves, uh, college things like that. So really cool here. Uh, the funding is going to be delivered over a ten year period. It's going to go to a variety of programs built around participation. Uh, in baseball mentorship and professional baseball employee development as well. So a uh, really cool, um, very happy for the players Alliance again to Curtis Granderson, CC Sabathia uh, and, the, and the rest of the players that, that are associated with it, but also got to give a kudos um, when it's there to Rob Manfred um, for, for putting this together, getting the owners uh, involved and in putting the strategic investment and in, in trying to really grow the game uh, for the, for people of color, which is awesome. And that rounds out our funding rounds for the week. Um, we appreciate it. Continue to rate, subscribe, follow us. You can find uh, myself at Steamac, Taylor at TaylorMac29, uh, Sport Tech Atlanta underscore media for all of our, you know, kind of like podcast clips, things like that. Um, and yeah, we appreciate it. We appreciate it you guys listening. We'll have a really cool interview next week uh, with the founder. Um, Uh, as well as a couple other things. So look out for those next week. And again, we appreciate it. Thanks. We'll see you on the next edition of Sports Tech Atlanta Sea Talk.